Amelie here, and this is From Fear to Love. Thanks for listening. I'm sitting here in my office drinking my coffee this morning, watching all of the people in my neighborhood zoom by my my window here in my office, and they're driving way too fast. It it reminds me of uh, my time when I was on active duty. I was security police. We used to have this saying, are your eyes calibrated? How can you tell somebody's speeding if you don't have the the radar gun, you can't tell if somebody's speeding. Well, because I live in a subdivision and these people are driving way too fast past my house, I'm on the phone all day. So once I wrap this up, my my day will begin with uh, my sessions, my my online sessions. Sometimes I do, sometimes I do FaceTime calls, sometimes I do Zoom, sometimes I just talk on the phone, answer emails and text messages. So this is a this is like part of my meditative process in the morning is to do my meditation, think about what I want to talk about, take some notes, which I have in front of me, and think what message can I deliver that will, that will resonate with my listeners? What is helpful for them? So if you're driving to work and you're listening to this, can you slow down just a little bit? And, and I'm saying that for safety reasons because... I'm not judging you. I'm really not. I uh I've I've been I've been guilty of the same driving fast. Trying to get to work, trying to start my day. The sooner I can complete a task, the sooner I can start the next task and then on and on so on and so forth. I was talking to a couple weeks ago with a client who said something to me that really piqued my interest. It really got me thinking. And this person said to me, Alma, the military forces you to respect. And I thought about that. And I said, no, they don't. They absolutely do not. And, well, you know, you you have to respect your commanders. You have to respect your leadership. And I said, no, you don't. Nobody can force you to respect anyone. I don't care what environment you're in. Think about it. Prisoners of war do not respect their captors. They have to show it and you have to behave in a certain way. Um, Military members have to demonstrate customs and courtesies. It's part of the, it's part of the program. You have to do that. It's, it's, that's how they achieve their mission is through that leadership and the doctrine. And you have to, you know, you, you, you sign in, you, you take an oath to uh, follow through and to do so respectfully. See, that's what I want to talk about today. Understanding the difference between demonstrating respect and genuinely having respect. There is a difference there. Have you ever thought about that? You ever thought about um, the, the nuance and, and those how those dynamics play against each other? Because it's different. There's a difference there. And uh, allow me to elaborate. Well, let me dig into this a little bit. Um, you know, going back to that conversation with my airman, with my client, and we got into a really interesting conversation about the difference between demonstrating respect, respectful behavior, and actually having respect. Now, keep in mind, I've 
through both my active duty time, also when I was married into the army uh, with my ex-husband, there were absolutely people that I met through over time I developed respect for. And here's why. Because respect in all shapes, forms, and fashions, and in all dynamics, and in all contexts that you consider, respect is achieved merely through earning it. That's it. You cannot demand respect from someone. I remember being a little kid and my dad would, he, that would often come up. You know, you better show me respect, girl. You're going to show me respect. And I mean, I did. I did show it because I was afraid of him. And what he got from me was not respect but he got fear. And that's another element too that we can kind of dig into as well is, you know, not just understanding the difference between demonstrating respect and earning respect, but understanding the difference between fear and respect. I think it is important to understand this and to think about this because people like me, people who grew up in an abusive, tyrannical, uh, you know, environment where you were marginalized, minimized, put down, and made to feel a certain type of way. I was under constant duress as a child. And the anxiety, I mean, I still, I still struggle with anxiety today. And it's something that I, you know, I'm mindful, mindful of every day. But when you exist in an environment where you're constantly under duress, and you're in a fear environment, it oftentimes manifests and develops into a mindset of just do what you're told. Just do what you're told. Stay out of trouble. Don't piss anybody off. Don't say anything sideways. And here's here's what happens with that. When you are constantly put down, when you are constantly uh, fearful, that manifests in a lot of different ways. And it can be problematic because... You know, when you get to a certain point in life where you feel uh, autonomous of that environment, when you leave, when you separate, when you stand on your own two feet, when you grow up, when you become an adult, you can swing, that pendulum can swing all the way to the other side where you become the aggressor because you're so sick and tired of being afraid that you become the person who incites fear. And that's kind of what ties into this conversation about respect. Because I think it's important as a part of healing, as a part of understanding yourself, as a part of knowing why you do the things you do, that respect is a component of that, particularly when you have existed in fear and you want to absolve yourself of that fear. You might want to you know, challenge other people in the same way as a means of protection. Let's talk about it. Let's dig into that. Let's talk about what respect is, what it means. And, you know, you don't have to fight every fight. That's something that I've had to come to terms to as well. So understanding you being forced to demonstrate respectful behavior through fear, you know, through tyranny, bullying, oppression, control, intimidation, whatever you want to call it. That's not respect. It's not. 
it's important to think about who you do respect and why you respect them so that you have a very clear understanding of the difference between the two. Now, people can force you to, you know, people can control you for sure. You know, people can make you do what you don't want to do through means of control, intimidation, or just a simple, you know, being a law-abiding citizen. You know, if you get pulled over for speeding, you're, you're going to be respectful to the law enforcement officer nine times out of ten just because by the sheer aspect of what they do. Not because you're, you know, necessarily afraid of them, although that's a whole different podcast, right? And I think that's something where I need to bring a guest on where we can talk about it. But by and large, any person of uh, influence or authority or somebody who's trying to do a job, particularly in public safety, it's important to be respectful because you don't want to create problems. You don't want to start something. Anyway, I'm going down a rabbit hole uh, discussing the aspect of respectful behavior and why it's appropriate. And just because you demonstrate respectful behavior doesn't make you, uh, you know, you're not a punk. It just means that you're being a, a considerate person. Um, I demonstrate respectful behavior to people that I don't respect all the time because that's a reflection of me. That's a reflection of my character. That's a reflection of who I am and how I choose to present myself to the world. It has nothing to do with the other person that I'm interacting with. I can think that you are a complete and total dump truck of a human being and still treat you respectfully just because that's how I function. That's how I choose to move through the world. And I share that with you in case that's something that you find problematic or if it's something that you struggle with. I am here to tell you that it is important to know what your limitations are. And it's important to understand what your triggers are. And it's important to know how to behave irrelevant to what your actual feelings are. Because think about it, it makes no sense if you meet a total stranger to treat them poorly simply because you don't know them. So you're going to you know, be disrespectful to them. That doesn't make any sense at all. Or if somebody's wearing a uniform and you ha- you've had a bad experience with people in authority to treat them, you know, with disrespect. Um, I think that that in and of itself is something that is important for you to work on, to, for you to introspect, you, you to dig in and figure out what it is about you that you're putting forward in a negative way. All of this to say is that when you understand the difference between showing respect and having respect, I think that it will have a positive affect on how you move forward in life. And I also think that it will help de-escalate some potential emotional uh, elevations that you don't need, you don't necessarily need to experience at all. And it's it's not about saying, well, you just you, you should just do this because that's the right thing to do. I think that it's important to be able to uh, control your own emotions and demonstrate a level of uh, consideration and just general decency towards other people just because that's who you are and that's how you function. But um, who, do I, who, who do I respect? Well, my grandmother, and here's why. My mother's mother, she raised me, I mean, f- for the most part. She was the one who took time. She sat down with me. She would roll my hair with those pink foam rollers. Those are some fond memories that I have of her. 
And even though I never leaned into uh, her religion, uh, Southern Baptist Church, she still took time to lead me into that and to demonstrate her faith, not just by forcing it upon me, but by living her life in accordance to it. And as a child, while it didn't make a whole lot of sense to me personally, I observed someone who was not a hypocrite. So that, by and large, is a huge component to how I develop respect for other people, is are you a hypocrite? Are you living the life that you profess to live? Or are you, you know, saying one thing and doing something else? People who uh, act in honorable ways typically earn my respect. Um, People who do what they say they're going to do. Um, people who lean into doing the difficult right versus the easy wrong. People who lean into being a good person for the sake of that's because that's what you should do. Those are the people that I respect. But my grandmother, my mother's mother, I respected her. And we had nothing in common virtually. <laughs> we, we, didn't, we, we didn't think alike. We didn't have the same philosophies. Um, but we did love each other very, very much. And she was kind and she took time. She invested in me and she, she wasn't trying to do anything other than show me love and encourage me. And I grew to respect, I still to this day have a deep rooted respect for my grandmother. My mother-in-law, my ex-husband's mother, um, she passed away July or no, June of 2011 And she, I knew her for five years. And I would probably say for the first two years, that woman patiently worked to earn my respect. I don't think that she did it intentionally. I think it was just, it was just the way she was. And the whole time, the first two years that I got to know her, you know, after getting married to her son, I distrusted her because I felt like she was trying to manipulate me. I felt like she was she wanted something from me, and, and she did. She wanted to earn my love, and she wanted, um, she just wanted me to be happy. She literally just wanted me to be happy. She was the kind of person who derived an enormous amount of uh, happiness in having the people around her happy. So she would go out of her way. She would pour herself into everybody in her life, and she didn't always get it back. She did not always receive what she gave to other people, to include me in the first two years that I knew her. And over time, I was fortunate enough to see that her loving treatment of me and how our friendship evolved from that was based solely in in her integrity, her character. And she wasn't a hypocrite. She was just, she loved me and she showed that, period, with no expectations. So I had enormous amount of respect for her and the fact that I respected that as a young woman, she left Germany and she married my, my, uh, my ex-husband Rick's father back in the 60s and she moved and she left her family. She's an only child and she left her family in Germany and moved all the way to, to the United States and didn't even anticipate, you know, when she was going to be able to go home and see her family again. But she started her life, very young, 20-something-year-old woman, young bride, and stepped out into the world 
to build her family, to build her life for herself. And I, that had to have been a harrowing experience to leave everything that she ever knew in Germany and go live in a whole different country without her family. And eventually her mother and her father moved over to America as well so that they could, you know, be present when the kids grew up. But I thought a lot about that when she was, you know, when she was alive, but even more so after she passed. And I respect her. She busted her ass on the farm. She worked sunup to sundown to make sure her kids had everything that they needed. She drove a tractor. She planted and, and harvested soybeans and corn for years before she divorced uh, her husband. And even then, she still stayed. She stayed and she continued to work. And she just had a really hard life. And she never, she never felt sorry for herself. Not one time did that woman ever feel sorry for herself. She just, she was so positive. And I learned a lot from her. I learned a lot about kindness. She really taught me a lot about kindness and showed me that through her treatment of me and uh, respectful treatment of me in marrying her son. And the fact that she never treated my son, who was six, almost six years old, when I started dating his dad when when we met and um, she always introduced Nick to people as you know her grandson she never said step grandson she never said adopted grandson she just said her her grandson people would say oh I didn't know that I didn't know Richie had a son and she'd say yeah we got to skip the diaper phase and she would leave it at that and let them figure it out she wouldn't give them a long run out story she would just say, that's my grandson. So she earned my favor because she treated Nick the same way she treated her biological granddaughter, my daughter. And I miss her. I miss her terribly. And when I think about respect, her, her face pops up in my head, you know, without, without hesitation. So I don't want to blubber. I don't want to start crying on this show, but I respect her. I miss Gisela. Um, my commander, uh, when I was on active duty, Mary Kay Hertog, you've heard me speak of her before in a previous podcast, um, mentors, and she was my commander. She was at the time a lieutenant colonel, and she was just a human being. She wasn't a, a person wearing rank. She wasn't trying to prove anything. She just demonstrated real leadership. She showed me how leaders behave. And as I have gotten older, now this was 25 years ago, 20, yeah, 25, 26 years ago when she became my commander. You know, I've done the, I've done the forensics in my head about what she potentially had to deal with being not only in the military, but being an officer in a leadership role in a, uh, a role that was predominantly dominated by men. And then for me to take my experiences and to compare them to hers, and then to think she had to have experienced some of the same bullshit that I experienced. She had to have. There's no way she didn't. There's no way she didn't get put down and, and treated in sexist ways. There's no way. And yet, she never she never acted uh, bitterly or, or resentful. At least I never saw it. N- not me. I never saw it. All I saw was a woman who had her head screwed on straight who had her spine stiffened, who challenged her airmen to 
become the best version of themselves that they possibly could be, both as human beings and as mission-ready airmen, mission-ready, capable airmen. She encouraged that. She was not a hypocrite. She was a really, really good leader. And I think about her, um, and I ask myself sometimes when I'm in situations about, like, what would Mary Kay do? (laughs) How would she respond to this? Um, and, And sort of giving myself sort of an internal locus of guidance on which direction to move into. Because sometimes I, I, you know, it's easy to lean into your triggers. It's easy to respond to something in a way that's not in alignment with your elevation of self. Because I want to do better. I want to be better. I want to set an example, not only for my children, but for my clients and my friends. And I want to become the highest version of myself. So I lean into that and I think about what would she do? How would she handle a situation? Particularly when it's something that's professionally related. So I, I think about her. I think about her a lot. And she was, she was really, really fair to me when I, screw up, when I screwed up as an airman. Um, when I was struggling as an airman, rather, I didn't really, I didn't really screw up. I was a, I was a really good airman. I kept my nose clean until I started struggling with my, my own mental health. And that caused me to, uh, engage in self-harm behaviors. We could talk about that. There's a lot of, a lot of elements that come out in my head when I'm speaking to you. And I think about other topics that I can talk about and sharing. Who do you respect? Who do you genuinely have respect for? Who do you think is deserving of your respect? Do you respect your partner? Why or why not? And uh, who do you look up to when it comes to thinking about what respect means? And what is it? What does respect mean to you exactly? Is it important? And if so, why? For me, yeah, re- respect is absolutely important. I think it's it's the it's a pillar of of a point of a direction you know it is a a point where everything everything is a projection of that if if you're not behaving in a respectful way if you're not showing self-respect if you're not enforcing boundaries of how you're treated you know with respect by others Again, that's not fear, but you can absolutely enforce a boundary on how you're treated. If people are treating you disrespectfully, you don't have to tolerate that either. How is respect earned? I think respect is earned by not being a hypocrite, by doing what you say you're going to do, and not only doing what you say you're going to do, but doing the right things, being a good person, having integrity, having a moral compass, having depth of character, you know, morality, um, being fair, being kind, empathy, demonstrating empathy and compassion. All of these things tie into the ability to develop respect and earn other people's respect. So understanding the difference, the difference between fear and respect. There is a huge difference between fear and respect. I feared my father. I never respected my father. I never did. It Even if he had behaved, and there were things that were probably deserving of respect, you know, running a business for many, many years, but everything he did that was counter to that sort of overshadowed any potential for that. Um, it is what it is. It's, you know, not me sitting here disparaging. I'm just speaking factually about my feelings. I respect my son. 
and looking at him and how he is uh, living his life on his terms. And I respect how he has over the last couple of years, he's enforced boundaries with me on his um, ability to stand as an adult. Um, and I, I respect that. And he's earned that. And um, it's a work in prog- progress. But by and large, I'm very respectful of who he, who he is and who he's becoming. Um, I respect my, my best friend, Pam, um, for reasons that I'll leave offline, but just suffice it to say, she's been through a lot and the way she's handled it has really been a testament to my love for her and the fact that she's put up with a lot of my bullshit over the years. I mean, that in and of itself is deserving of my respect for sure. Know the difference. Know the difference. I mean, ask yourself, you know, have that conversation with yourself. Is this someone that I respect or is this just fear? Do I really respect this person? Are you willing to go out of your way to do more for that person than you normally would? Or are you doing the bare minimum just because you're, you know, it's a fearful situation. Um, You go to work and, you know, you have anxiety because, oh God, your boss is coming through. You know, the boss is walking through the office and you have anxiety. I never had anxiety when Mary Kay would would show up on my, you know, on my post. And I think that that's telling because I knew that she wasn't there to make me feel bad. I think that was a huge part too on the the development of my respect for her was I knew that she was seeking to encourage me and support me and guide me and lead me without beating me down. So anyway, some points to ponder. Just want to share that with you. And I hope that you have a wonderful day. And I hope that this was uh, thought-provoking. That's the intention. And uh, please share this podcast if you can. And have a great day. From Fear to Love. This is an LBM production. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 